I grabbed him by the front of his shirt and I pushed him up against the wall. I was about to get into a fight. And the problem with this, well, there was a lot of problems here, but the main problem was this was all happening at work. More on this and an unexpected ending after the music. You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This is Season 4. Do you remember the first episode of Season 4 called For Profit, an Origin Story? It's not necessary, but it would be helpful if you haven't heard that to have that context because that's where this was all happening. It was at a for-profit university situated in urban Akron, Ohio, And it was a shit show because this was a predatory institution that essentially was victimizing at-risk populations and essentially enrolling people into college that A, shouldn't be there or B, couldn't afford it and was misleading them throughout the entire process. And there I was working as an admissions advisor just as a Band-Aid job while I tried to get my career on track, but there was this crazy moral conflict that I had that was weighing in the balance. I couldn't sleep at night. And so that's this is the backdrop to what was going on there. So the emotional state I was in going in every single day was not good. Now, there was about six of us crammed into this small office. We're all on the admission side of this thing, and I'm sure they're all going through their own thing, right? We're all just trying to navigate through like post-2008 economic disaster. So we're all wearing clown masks. We're all doing our best impressions of like this. We love this job. It's just all a show. We we all do this, right? You listening right now, we're all playing games. We're all pretending. We're all actors. Like Marlon Brando said, we're all actors at our job, just trying to figure out what to say, what to do, because ultimately we have bigger goals. We have bigger dreams. We have other values. And we're just utilizing these jobs and things on the way to that. So there's so much acting involved. So we were all, I'm assuming, just all acting our way through this, dealing with our own stuff. And I got along with most everybody. There was like three girls in there and like two guys. But one of the guys was the newest employee. I'm going to call him David. And he was towards the front of the office and I was towards the back. And we got along, kind of shook hands and said, hey, how you doing? He kind of had like a, a, a bro sort of like fraternity vibe. Again, that was my initial impression. And we really didn't talk much during the day. He kind of did his thing. I did my thing until one day. I'm just trying to make my phone calls and I'm answering emails. And all of a sudden, a little crumpled up ball of paper comes up over my cubicle and lands on my keyboard. I kind of pick it up and I look over, kind of pop my head out outside the cubicle, and I see David, and he's smirking. He's laughing. (laughs) I was like, all right, oh, cool, okay, we're we're throwing paper, cool. Couple minutes go by, he does it again. Only this time, the ball of crumpled up paper is bigger. And I throw it away, and I, at this point, I start breathing, and I start saying to myself, calm down, just let it pass, don't get irritated. That's when the third ball of paper came over 
the cubicle, and this thing at this point was the size of a freaking softball. Hits me in the head. Now I'm mad. And so I decide to say something. I get up and I walk over to David's cubicle and I said, hey, I know you're messing around. I'm not in the mood. Stop it. You understand? He looked at me. He goes, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. Sorry, I'm just messing around. <laughs> I said, I-, I understand that. I'm not in the mood. Okay. Cool. I go back to my cubicle. About five minutes pass. I'm typing. I'm deep in an email. Another piece of paper comes over the cubicle, hits me in the face. At this point, I don't remember much because I got so angry that within one second, I was already grabbing him around the front of his shirt and pinning him against the wall. At this point, the speed that I must have had, the adrenaline to move from point A to point B it probably surpassed Usain Bolt, Olympic champion, sprinter. He might get me in the 100-meter, 100-yard dash. Guess what? That first meter, I'm winning every time. Next thing I know, I'm pushing up against the wall. I got my arm against his chest. I'm going to kick the living shit out of him. And that's when I sort of, I don't want to say woke up, but I kind of like realized what was happening in the moment. And I kind of relaxed and he relaxed and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, hey, hey, hey. And I kind of like transformed back into a normal state of mind. And I just took a walk in the hallway. I'm thinking I lost my job. It's done. Someone's going to report me. He's going to report me. One of the other employees is going to say something. And I'm like, it's over. So I'm just walking laps to kind of cool off. And I feel so much regret. And I feel like, man, what's wrong with me? Like, why? Like, you know, this was a thing like out of a movie. Like, I, I, I need to relax. Now, luckily, it didn't get worse. But it's funny. In the moment, it felt so right because I had set a boundary. And I said, hey, don't do this. So I, on one hand, I don't regret setting the boundary. On the other hand, I do regret letting it get the better of me and transforming that part of me that, you know, eliciting that that anger. And so I was really conflicted. And I'm walking around at probably about 10 or 15 minutes. And I go into the coffee room, which was on the other side of the building. David's standing in the coffee room. We meet up in there. It's awkward. He doesn't say anything. I get a cup of coffee. Excuse me. I'm, I'm just getting a mug here. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry. I'm stirring my coffee and I, I realize like maybe he's going through something too. You know, so I, I figured I would reach out and I said, hey, I apologize, man. That I, I overreacted. You kept pushing me and I needed to tell you to stop, but I probably should have handled it better. He goes, hey, that's on me. I'm going through some stuff. I'm frustrated. I was just having fun. I didn't realize that's my bad. Next thing I know, we're hugging. We become friends. We're shaking hands. It was incredible. I worked there for another eight months. I never got fired. And he was one of my favorite faces at the office. We became like legitimate buddies. Look forward to seeing him every day. What happened there? It gets weirder. Two years later, when I'm doing the monologue about this whole situation at this school that I toured around the country, I'm in Chicago. He and his girlfriend, maybe it was his fiance, they come to see the show. We meet afterwards. We're hugging. We're, we're saying, hey, it was an amazing gesture. And I think about this. 
the human experience, right? Like going from absolute anger and conflict to then like resolution and that kind of moment. You know what it reminds me of? The ending of Rocky IV. Rocky Balboa in the middle of the ring talking to the Soviet crowd. And he goes, you know, I noticed some changes around here. <laughs> and he says, if I can change and you can change, everybody can change. What a reference. But it's true. Simple but true. Because you know what? If it wasn't, then what the hell are we doing here? Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Our senior audio engineer is Ken Went. Our resident artist is Pete Whitehead. Original music by TJ Duke. If you or your company needs help starting a podcast, Aaron and Ken's company, Valley View, does just that. Reach out to them at valleyview.fm. Special thanks to our partners at Evergreen Podcasts, and I'm Corey Burse. Make sure to tune in next week for another story.